Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 299 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me study uh, as we do each Monday and we have a look at uh, some listener comments if we've had any and anything else that has been studied uh, this week that either you've shared or that I've studied uh, as well. Uh, just the one comment this week, which I thought was a, a particularly interesting one and one which uh, I would be interested to hear people's thoughts on as well. Uh, looking at uh, Daniel and the lion's den, um, we had a listener uh, share what they learned about and what they thought uh, when they said, I was actually thinking that Daniel was old by this time and like a lot of older people didn't care what others, others thought of him so much as younger people care. He's also likely had no family or other people to take care of. He didn't care if he if he was caught praying, but a young father might have a totally different reaction to this law and God would condone the response needed for that family. This is a good story about standing for what, for what you know is right. But we don't have to put our lives on the line to do that in first world countries. And if that was the case, I think God would be okay as teaching our kids to pray in secret. It is an interesting point and one which... I'm sure that um, if we could discuss and share that uh, together, it'd be a lot easier. Um, But I think that um, uh, I I agree in some parts, and I also am not sure I agree in other parts uh, with that. And we see uh, evidence of individuals who do make that choice um, to kind of put their lives on the line, even if they have young families uh, in church history and things like that. But I suppose that... (laughs) I guess the the reality is is none of us um, are are to judge other people, and so if there was someone that did make the choice to adjust the way they worshipped, uh, like not like Daniel, but you know how Daniel just continued aforetime as he was beforehand to to study and well, not study to to pray to uh, to to God, um, despite the decree that the king uh, was tricked into giving, um, then. Um, you know, if someone was to do not do that and to kind of continue to pray in secret, uh, to close his windows and to make sure he prayed where other people couldn't see him, we wouldn't really be able to judge that because we don't know the reasons why. It may well be, as the listener says, uh, that they have a young family to take care of and so they do it that way and the Lord recognises and is pleased with his effort, with their efforts to continue praying. Uh, so I think it is actually a very interesting comment uh, and one which actually, yeah, I think um, we we need to take on board that it doesn't mean if we look at the story of Daniel that we need to co- we need to make sure we put ourselves on the line for our, our beliefs. Um, but I think it's what we need to. Uh, that's why it's so important we build a relationship with with the Lord, because once we build a relationship with him, we are then more able to feel the spirit in the choices that we make. That's why the Strength of You booklet has been updated to be less about rules and tick boxes and things we should and shouldn't do um, and more about building that relationship with the Saviour to then be guided in our choices. Uh, because I think the world is becoming more and more difficult to have black and white choices. Uh, and so building a relationship with the Saviour continually communing with him and feeling the spirit of the choices that we're making and the things that we need to uh, move away from 
I think is a really important uh, part of um, living in the world that we live in today. Um, speaking of which, this leads us on quite nicely uh, to the other thing I was going to share today, uh, which is a article, an article in the Enzyme called Creating a Healthy Digital Culture in Our Families by Richard Collata. Um, this was in the October 22 uh, Enzyme. Uh, and it's there's a couple of things here which I quite like uh, that I picked out. He talks about uh, some things to work on as we develop a, a tech culture in our families um, to help them, to help children thrive in a digital world, but also, I, I imagine, to help ourselves as well. Um, two things um, he talks about is two pitfalls that we need to be careful about. He says, quote, being negative me- means overemphasizing uh, the things not to do with technology while forgetting to model positive ways with the, to use the technology, the do's. Learning the skills of healthy tech use make, takes practice. You'd never learn to play the piano by just being told note what notes not to play. As parents, we can spend more time discussing and modeling the types of activities we want young people to do with digital tools and less time pointing out the things to avoid, close quote. I think this is probably one of the most important uh, points when it comes to using technology uh, in the world that we live in today. And that is kind of pointing out all the dangers and all the things we shouldn't do with technology. Because if we do that, and that's the only thing we do, um, then we forget to, as it, as the author says, to model things that we should be doing. It's all well and good telling us where we shouldn't go, what we shouldn't do, but we need to point out the things and celebrate the things that we can use technology for, the wonderful things that technology has enabled us to do um, and in the world today. And when, I'm not just talking about family history and things like that, but the way we can connect with people, the way we can bring light into other people's lives using technology. Um, there's so many things that we can do. Um, helping children to see that it is a tool for good um, is such an important thing. The other pitfall they mention is about being too narrow when focusing on technology skills, uh, such as online safety. Um, it's important that, again, we teach um, valuable online safety skills, uh, but then we need to also uh, talk about being a, a global citizen on, on, the, um, on technology, how we can become creators and not just consumers on technology rather than just saying, these are the things you must make sure you be careful with, and that's it. Um, of course, that does take time, but I think uh, you know our families are important to make that time for when venturing into the world of technology. Um, then he suggests five questions that he wants families to discuss together. The first one is, how can technology bring our family closer together? Um, this is a, a useful way to, again, model things that we can do, uh, to use technology in a wholesome and um, fulfilling way. How can we use tech to make our communities better? As I mentioned, that light can be brought into the world using technology. Uh, and so we can be a, a part of that light uh, coming into other people's lives. How can we have balance in our tech use? Um, it is important uh, to make sure that there is a a limit, a, a, a moderation, let's say, on sc- on screen time, as it were, but also um, making sure that we have uh, other times uh, where perhaps they're not using their 
inverted commas screen time, but if they're doing something else like talking to a relative on on the on the on the screen or we're kind of using a screen to coordinate our efforts as a family or, or do something like that, then that is a useful way of using screens uh, in our lives. Uh, so I think that's important. Uh, number four, how can we use uh, technology on our terms? Um, it's Technology is, uh, is designed in some ways to become very uh, addictive in some apps and things like that. And so making sure that we are not guided and pushed and made, and made to be agents, uh, not to be act, uh, that we are not agents to act for ourselves because the, te- the notifications ping us in different directions. Uh, it's important to be help them to be aware of that. And finally, number five, model effective tech use ourselves. Make sure that we are um, using technology in, in at the right times. Are we using technology at places like the, the dinner table or when our children are speaking to us? Um, and also, are we doing things or are we making it explicit about what we're doing with our t- technology? It may well be that we're there studying our scriptures. And this is one of the things I think is so important. It may well be that we're studying our scriptures or, you know, le- le- reading a conference talk on our phone. But to our kids, if they see us on our phone, all they see is us scrolling or looking at the screen. And that might look the same as when we are playing a game or something like that on, on the phone. And so can we make it more explicit uh, to our children about what we're doing? If we're texting someone, is it because we're having a chat or sharing a funny video? Or are we texting someone who is in need and that we are trying to offer some help for? Um so actually verbalizing what we're doing on our screen to our children is this last point. And I think it's a really important one to help our children see the, again, the power for good that technology has on how we can reach out to others uh, using this wonderful tool that can sometimes be uh, misinterpreted. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this study uh, and any thoughts that uh, I've shared today. Uh, please share your thoughts on what you studied uh, through the week as we go into Hosea and Joel. Uh, And until we meet again.